Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for a spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. We all know that sugar's bad for us, but why is it so hard to get it out of our lives? I've had a love-hate relationship with sugar now for more than 50 years. It has comforted me in times of trouble. It's been my reward when I had to do something I didn't want to do. And it's also been my arch enemy as I've tried to change my eating habits for better health and better balance overall. So when I got the chance to interview today's guest, I jumped at that chance. Mike Collins is here today to share his wisdom and his experience about sugar addiction and the path to detoxing from sugar. Are you ready to meet him? Michael Collins believes sugar addiction is very real and not to be taken lightly. As someone in long-term recovery from substance use disorder, he took a keen interest in what sugar was doing to him and his friends in that recovery process. After much research and experimentation, he quit sugar. He is the sugar-free man, and he raised two children sugar-free from the womb to six years old. Mike's the founder of both SugarAddiction.com and Quit Sugar Summit. And his book, The Last Resort Sugar Detox, has been read by hundreds of thousands of people and his online 30-day challenge, Sugar Freedom Challenge, has been successfully completed by thousands. Now, you can find out more about Michael and his work at sugaraddiction.com. Mike, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thanks, Karen. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. (laughs) Oh, I was very glad you're here. So what does sugar do? in the body why is it so darn pernicious <laughs> i i've been taken to uh splitting this into two different uh, categories karen it's uh uh everybody knows that the well not everyone else so i'll just run it down real quick that the table sugar molecule has uh 50% fructose and 50% glucose and everybody knows what the glucose is doing to the body pretty much it's pretty common wide knowledge that causes probably causes diabetes. Uh, They're calling Alzheimer's diabetes three, heart conditions, skin conditions, and about a million other things. And we know this, right? The issue that's exploded in the last five years is what the fructose half of the molecule is doing to the brain and the liver and the rest of the body. And fructose it cannot be processed in the body anywhere but the liver. And we have literally an epidemic of uh, fatty liver in children. Now this is an alcoholic's disease. Uh, they're definitely not drinking any alcohol and they have fatty liver. And this is an explosion that's happening in epidemic proportions. Uh, 
But the more important part of it is that uh, in the brain, the nucleus accumbens, the dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, GABA, adrenal glands, uh, even your endorphins, all of these glands are affected by fructose. And most people don't talk much about the fructose. They don't talk about, and, 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 and honestly so, because look, it's only been, like I said, the last five years where the science now is very, very clear. And they're literally sliding people into MRIs and dropping a little sweet taste on their, on their tongue. Because if you move, it messes up the scan. And the exact same thing is happening that drugs and alcohol, heroin, alcohol, these kind of things. Every, the, the, the explosion in the brain the, is exactly the same. And remember now, dose, the dose makes the poison, right? We, we take a little bit of heroin, we take a little bit of cocaine, we take a little bit of alcohol, whatever. But we are pounding 31 teaspoons a day of this stuff through our body. I mean, an average cola has 12. Wow. So anyone with a bigger habit is doing 30 or 40 or more teaspoons of this stuff a day through their body and do not get a break. Like you said, sometimes for 50 years. And so, again, I think it's the, the new knowledge, if you will, of why you can't stop revolves more around the fructose. We all know what the damage is uh, being done to the body part on the glucose. Wow. So our, our brains are different. Am I hearing you say that we respond to sugar the way we might respond to other addictive substances. And there's, I'm from, so I'm from a family of addicts, addicts all over the place in my mm -hmm. family. And when one of my family members um, stopped drinking alcohol, he began consuming enormous amounts of sugar. And just as I listen to you, Mike, I'm wondering, is there a, is there a correlation there? Can we, do we just swap one thing for another? 110%. And it's actually reversed, if you think about it, and pull out 40,000 feet and look at it. The original gateway drug is sugar. In our early days, what happens is um, we are, uh, you know, we don't realize this is happening. It's probably happening in the womb, definitely passes the placental barrier. And so I think that uh, people who are birthed of mothers who had big sugar addicts, this addict included, uh, started life a little bit less dopamine uh, receptors. It, they were thinned out, downregulated is the scientific term. And as we grow, this is the most important part of this message. And I, I like the podcast for, format because it takes time to set this all up. So what happens is we begin this process of emotionally managing our emotional state via sugar. And we don't realize it. Our mother did it to us. They gave, she gave us a uh, sweet treat, pointed us toward the TV because she was busy. She didn't have time to find out why we were crying. She really just had to get back to cooking dinner or you know her work. And this emotional management system really kind of plays with us our whole lives until we run into another substance, which is stronger, alcohol or drugs. But for the most part, exactly like your, uh, your, your brother, I think you said, and I did the exact same thing. We go back to sugar after we quit the alcohol and drugs. Mm. I'll tell you a quick story. I, I was anonymous for most of my 
recovery from substance use disorder. My parents were alive. I think that was part of it. But when they passed, I started to join, I joined something called the New Recovery Advocacy Movement, which believes that we should tell our story so that other people can relate and get help and get health care. Well, what happened when I started to go public with this, I had this huge flood during in, into my groups and my coaching from recovering alcoholics, people who had successfully defeated alcohol and drugs, but for five, 10, I have a coach with 20 years sobriety could not put down the sugar. To a man, to a woman, each one said, quitting sugar was harder because of its social acceptability and the unconscious, unknowing, um, emotional management tool that, that it is. It's, it, you know, I always talk about the proverbial person who lost a hundred pounds and kept it off for four, you know, for a while. That person doesn't talk about the food they didn't eat, doesn't talk about the exercise they did. What that person talks about is the recovery they did that's very similar, almost identical to the one they did for alcohol and drugs. So it's a, like I said, takes a little bit of a setup for people to understand if they resonate with this message. But it's very common in the drug and alcohol world that if you started using drugs and alcohol 14 or 15, you stop growing emotionally and your life's a mess, your relationship's a mess, your finances, your career. And now the recovering people who are telling their story from sugar and flour and processed food are telling the same story. So how on earth do we get off this stuff? Well, it takes an inordinate amount of support. And that's not me. That's the founder of the Food Addiction Institute. Uh, it takes an inordinate amount of support. And that means that we are outliers. We're beginning, of the be we're at the beginning of a tectonic shift in understanding from the science, like smoking and seatbelts in cars and drinking and driving and these kind of things. When science finally says, this is not a good idea anymore, and here's the science why, society begins to shift, but that shift takes time. And so the way that the answer to the question is you have to join a different tribe because you're going to probably be alone in your own family um, because they don't feel the pain. They haven't suffered the consequences or maybe they have, but maybe they just don't want to look at it. It doesn't matter. You are going to, because their time is not your time. You're going to need a different group of people who are moving in the same direction at the same time who want it, who want the same thing. And when you do that, the support systems, I mean, AA and uh, the 12-step programs are the oldest uh, personal development uh, group in the world. And really, uh, there's a million reasons why they work. But the main one, and this is even true with cancer and diabetes, with peer-reviewed studies, that if you join a support group after uh, successfully successful radiation, your chances of a relapse are, are, are reduced. And this is the same thing with diabetes, uh, you know, remission and the whole thing. So that's the answer. The answer is you've got to get the first the information. But most of the folks come to me, they have a, they they know what the hell they're supposed to do. They just don't know how to do it. And they keep failing. And the way not to fail is to have support. Do you advocate 
that people go, I guess, the equivalent of cold turkey? Yeah, we have step-down methods, um, and I do, uh, you know, widely publicize them uh, on these kind of things before they come anywhere near our coaching. And um, and the step-down would be caffeine first because you need the sugar to get off the caffeine, flour, mm -hmm. sugar second because you need the flour to get off the sugar. It's almost like your Suboxone or your Methadone. And then, but that said, you're still gonna, you're going to have to go through three withdrawals. One, two, three. Oh, they're all pretty close. And they're not quite as intense if you rip the Band-Aid off and do all three at the same time. But um, you're, regardless, you're going to have to go through three withdrawals. And withdrawals are real. They're physical. They're annoying. You know, they're not life-threatening like the DTs from alcohol, but they are uh, the cravings, the hunger, the literal physical depression, the lethargy, uh, uh, a lot of things you're going through. Like if the average adult, uh, Karen goes through this withdrawal on the second or third day, they will be incapacitated. They won't be able to work or parent or do anything. They need to plan this because if they have any habit at all with those three uh, substances, they're going to be in a pretty rough shape and have real bad headaches and stuff. So you need to plan it out. And so, yeah, I, I suggest that they just do it all at once. It's not life-threatening. It's not going to kill you, but it's like nicotine. It's like kind of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> um that's um i did successfully quit smoking long 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 ago so hooray for me um so when we detox so let's say we're going to go cold turkey and you've said i know from reading your book that maybe the first day is a little bit of grace period the second day is not going to be so much fun by the third day i'm really going to be feeling it what do we experience besides headaches what do we experience physically I mean, some folks even have nausea and some are, some are alternately starving and then they don't want to eat, but mostly it's starving because you're so used to using this product. Remember, remember, this is an interesting thing that we need to split apart as well, that you are sharing your delivery system uh, for this drug, this drug food. Uh, you know, you, you use a needle for heroin, you know, you drink alcohol, you, you smoke, whatever else. But this is something that we have to split apart the drug stuff. You know, we, we really have to split the uh, uh, how we ingest it. So, I mean, there's just uh, the constellation of symptoms it, to me never ends. I just I hear a new one all the time. Breakouts and, you know, acne and just it just keeps going on and on. And I think the one that's the most important that I need to mention is the the depression. Now, this is not an emotional state at this point. This is your dopamine. Instead of manipulating, manually manipulating your dopamine, serotonin, norepinephrine, GABA, you've now, you've given these down-regulated receptors a break, okay? And you're going to feel a little down. I mean, what is, you know what an SSRI is? I mean, mm -hmm. what is an SSRI except something, some guy trying to put a powdered substance to dial in playing with your brain chemicals. Well, we're doing this in a self-medicated way uh, with sugar, flour, and caffeine. We're playing, we're trying to dial in the perfect state. And it's a losing game. You're never going to win it. The only way to win it is to go abstinent from it all and then find out what your true body, what your true uh, you know, uh, brain chemicals can do for you, which is a lot better, believe me, and I have thousands of testimonials to prove it.
You're listening to Out of the Fog. I'm talking with Mike Collins. He's the author of The Last Resort Sugar Detox. And you can find out more about Mike and his work at sugaraddiction.com. Once people get through that detox, through that difficult stage, and now here, here we are, we're abstinent. And what I'm hearing you say, it's not just it's not just sugar, it's caffeine and it's flour and it's sugar. I know from looking at the book that it's pretty much anything processed. How do people feel? I'm assuming they feel good, but how do they feel and how do we sustain that new normal in a way that doesn't, it's so easy to get tricked into eating sugar because it's in everything. Yeah, there is a level of eternal vigilance required, especially because what you say, it's 85% of the box bagged and canned things in grocery stores contain sugar. So you have to eat whole food. That's the first thing. The more important part is that you uh, you understand what I described earlier as your emotional well-being. And for, you know, since you were a baby, uh, you were managing your emotions unknowingly with this product because it's ubiquitous and damn near free. You can get, you can score at any time. And, you know, you don't think of it consciously that I felt a little, de- I mean, when was the last time you saw a movie where a woman got dumped by her boyfriend and didn't have an ice cream party, right? This is, this is a cultural norm. And uh, people have been using this for, you know, as long as there's no people alive that don't understand this right now. They're all, they're all dead and gone years ago. But if you're looking at this thing where uh, instead of uh, like using sugar or flour to manage your emotion, you've got to learn to take a walk. You've got to learn to, um, get a hug, get a massage, go to yoga, whatever. You have got to manage your emotional state in a different way. And if you don't do that, you're bound to repeat it. This is a this is scientific medical lore. This is legend that people who lose a lot of weight, uh, which they usually do by white knuckling, no flour, no sugar, and aggressive exercise, um, Gain it all back in the first year and then some with interest, right? The CDC did a study on the biggest loser, but there's hundreds of peer-reviewed studies that say the exact same thing. Lose a lot of weight from all the diet books whose core, all diet books that are worth the paper they're printed on, says no, you know, cut the white stuff. So so they've done a, a reduction in the white stuff. They've lost the weight. Maybe they've exercised. But now we're two or three months in. And they get a divorce or they get financial or the boss is a pain. So they have an emotional upset, right? And they fall back to the uh, exact same thing that they use for their whole life. This is muscle memory. They go right back to managing that emotion with just a little bit of sugar. Well, everybody knows with just a little. If I had a dime for every time someone came back and said, this thing happened. I just had a little, and now I'm back. I've gained all my weight back. You know, I'd be, I would be wealthy. And it's like, it really, it truly, until we divorce this understanding, this ridiculous diet culture created energy in exercise out, you know, eat less and, and exercise more until we understand that it has absolutely nothing to do with that. We are going to repeat the same thing over and over. So I'm hearing you say, and I just want to emphasize this, that the old way of calories in, calories out, or what you put in, and then that energy expended does not work, is not the thing? No, it's been disproven many, many times. It's, 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 a, it's a fallacy. It was created under a false pretense, and it's just not correct. Success 
is, is created by understanding that this is a substance use disorder. It's a, it, it is akin to drugs and alcohol and or nicotine. I always like to tell people, think nicotine. We're not, you know, don't don't get carried away with the quotes. You see that it's eight times more powerful than cocaine. That was done on rats. But regardless, it is more it is a powerful psychoactive analgesic. I mean, did you know that <laughs> the medication or the uh, what is it? The uh, uh, how they help babies when they get circumcised? How do they? They put sugar water in their mouth. Huh. That's the analgesic. And so the power of this thing for people to anesthetize their emotions just for a few minutes, to move it on to the next level, the next day, maybe eat a binge and, and go to sleep. The problem's not going to go away. The emotion's not going to go away, but it will for an hour or two. And that pattern that you need that Tony Robbins, like pattern interrupt, you know, you need to interrupt that pattern, understand first that it's happening, then interrupt it. And then you have to continuously, vigilantly interrupt it every time it happens. And then you'll finally separate out the drug foods from the whole foods. Wow. And you emphasize in your book how important it is to be kind to ourselves while we're doing it. Can you say something about that? Because that, that really speaks to me because I've shouted at myself my whole life about how much I weighed and what I eat. Can you say a little bit about being kind? Yeah, it's the core of what we do. It really is. From the diet world, people are used to restricting and not having, you know, and then they think when they have it that they're, they feel bad. I mean, it's a little bit more in-depth topic, probably another podcast or something, but shame is the payoff. And that's, uh, you can look at Brene Brown's work or whatever, but the, the, this returning ourselves to this shame-based uh, family of origin or, you know, the shame that we had for being overweight or not being healthy or whatever, or doing this to ourselves, in eating these products, that return, it'll return you to that feeling, the devil you know versus the devil you don't. Hmm. And if you don't incorporate self-care and and it sounds soft, it sounds like woo-woo, whatever. But if you don't start to realize that you are, um, you need to be kind to yourself and you need to be with a group of people that are kind to you in this process, you're not going to succeed. And that's, I mean, that's just the experience that we've had. You know, genius is only pattern recognition. We've been blessed to see thousands of detoxes and thousands of long-term success stories. And we just see the patterns developing. Like, how can the listeners get in touch with you and find out more about what your work is and what you offer? Yeah, sugaraddiction.com. Um, and there's a quiz there. I always tell people, if you get to sugar addiction, if you listen to this podcast and get to sugaraddiction.com, you do not need to take the quiz. Just download <laughs> the book. The book used to be on Amazon. We brought it home. It's free. You don't have to pay for it. Just download it. Um, this big yellow books, the last resort sugar detox. And the reason we call it that is because we have runaway escapees from every single diet plan on the planet. Uh, our average person, 6.8 diet. And I think that's underreported because people are afraid to say they've tried 10 or 15 different diets. Mm -hmm. So big yellow book right there at sugaraddiction.com. 
Wonderful. Mike, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate what you're sharing today. Thank you. Well, thanks for having me. That is Michael Collins. You can find out more about him and what he's up to. You can get your free copy of that big yellow book, The Last Resort Sugar Detox, at sugaraddiction.com. That's sugaraddiction.com. And of course, you're always welcome over at karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can even book a private session with me if you are so inclined. If you're looking for a little bit of insight about why you make the choices you make or why you might be having a hard time getting past a block. Like, I don't know, my Cadbury egg habit is a block for me. Well, you might be having trouble getting past a block on your path. I'd love to turn on my intuitive flashlight and help you take a look at that. That's all at karenhager.com. And if you believe, as I do, that when we focus our attention on something, when we focus on change, when we do the work, like Mike was talking about, when we do the work, lay the groundwork, we can make change. Things get better. If you believe that, I invite you to check out openpeacefulheart.com. It's a place where you can connect with us once a month for a free 15-minute guided meditation designed to help you tap into peace in your heart and peace in the world. There's no selling. There's no yelling. There's no nothing with this. It's just peace. That's there for you at openpeacefulheart.com. You can find out more about this radio show and what I'm doing in my in my crazy life by following me on Facebook and on Instagram. I'm at Fog City Psychic on Facebook and on Instagram. And we're putting these episodes up on YouTube now. So if you go to YouTube and type in Karen Hager, you'll see my big smiling face with makeup on it and know that you got to the right place. And thank you for listening today. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world. And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.